Hello everyone, welcome to episode 12 of the Film is Dead podcast. The date is the 10th of June 2020 and my name is John. My name is Nick. And I'm James. Hi guys, how are we doing? Yeah, not bad mate, not bad. Yeah, peachy. Another, another week of lockdown. I know, yeah. yeah. It's really getting to me now. Yeah, like definitely. Prisoner Still in not going but like uh, I think Nick mentioned before, it looks like by Monday, stuff will start to be uh, to be relaxed. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're saying, aren't they, that, um, <clears throat> well, certain people were predicting that kind of pub beer gardens were going to be opening by the end of this month. But I think the government have actually come out and said, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it'll be a while off yet. Yeah. yeah, I can't see that happening anytime soon. Probably not. I didn't even thought that. I don't even tell people what, how I love the pub. You both know that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't think I'll be going in one when they first open again. No, I don't see myself doing that either. Yeah, I mean, I've not been bothered about the virus whatsoever the whole way through. But now the stuff's opening up again, I'm thinking, hmm, do I want to do that? Do I want to <laughs> yeah. Do I want to risk uh, <laughs> no, getting on I, a bus or getting on a train? I'm exactly the same. Like, I've, It's not bothered me at all, Like, but like thinking of actually going in... To, um, like being in close contact with other people's kind of been a bit <clears throat> nerving for me. Yeah, I don't want to like that. Nerving, should I say? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been getting out and about a little bit on the bike and stuff like that. You've got to get out, haven't you? Seen well, yeah, that, 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 yeah. I think that's fine. But I think like when it's people I don't know in shops, that because like I can trust my friends to not be um, knobheads with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if if yeah, I'm not lying about it. Yeah. But people in shops, like, they just don't care, like, at all for the kind of distancing kind of thing. But It's just some horrible yeah. scallion above, like, spitting beer everywhere. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Coughing on your crisps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I don't guess is with the whole coronavirus thing, there were still people catching it and still people dying. And it's like, how are they catching it? What are yeah. these people doing? Well, how many people go to the beach and stuff like that? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, People yeah. doing. I mean, people are protesting probably for good reason. I was going to say, as, as good as these protests are, like the amount of people that are in close quarters, like yeah. there's bound to be people passing it on there. They should be socially distancing anyway, so it looks like there's more of them. <laughs> yeah. It would kind of look bigger, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah, just the thought now of like, I've been dying for the cinemas to reopen. But the thought now of jumping on the train to go to Manchester or to Liverpool with a, a train car full of snotty scouts or manks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like, oh, I might not, uh, might not risk it. <laughs> the, uh, the gain, really. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but on that subject, uh, just a bit of news for you. The, I think the cinemas are planning on reopening in July. That's the last I heard of you, anyway. Yeah. Okay. And I think we covered, uh, it was two weeks ago once that we did our last pod, yeah. I think we covered that they're on about maybe pushing Tenet back, like they're still a bit iffy about the Tenet release date. Yeah. But, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I watched the uh, trailer for Bill and Ted the other day. No, I've not seen the trailer, I've seen the poster. But... Oh, right, Nick, have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's his trailer. And they're proper like sticking to the date of 21st of August. Have we noticed that? Really? 
Yeah, it's, it's all over the marketing, 21st of August. I mean... Like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, that that might be the film to, like, test the water kind of thing. Because it's, I mean, people are going to people are looking forward to it. It's like, oh, there's three big uh, sort of reboots this year in there uh, with Keanu Reeves. Well, not all reboots, obviously. There's a John Wick Four, is it? Is that is it the fourth one? Yeah, yeah. Fourth one, Matrix yeah. Four as well. Matrix yeah. Four. By the Wachowski sisters, brothers. One, one, one sister. <laughs> By the Wachowski. Yeah, I think it's uh, just think Lana. Is it Lana? Wachowski? Just, just Lana. Yeah. Yeah, but did yeah. one of them become a brother, or one of them become a sister? They both, both have now. They're both um, women now, yeah. Oh, are they? All oh, right, okay. So, <laughs> well, the Wachowski, the Wachowskis, just for, for simplicity's sake. But it's cool that it's still the yeah. same makers and directors and stuff, and probably the same cast as well, isn't it? Yeah, so we've got Keanu back. I believe, um, I can't remember her name. What's her name, Trinity? <laughs> I think she's coming back as well, isn't she? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay. I mean, to be fair with her, it's like, what else has she got going on? True, yeah. I feel like, I can't help but feel like Keanu Reeves has just had a, a resurgence. Like He became a meme, didn't he? Yeah. And then that sort of boosted his career, probably similar to Nick Cage, the way that it's, it, it's happened with him. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, it's one of them things where I've always liked Keanu. Like, I always yeah. thought it was class, uh, in speed and stuff, and point break. Yeah. Point break's class. In the last five years, there has been like a big push of like, yeah, just to becoming a bit of a, I was a, bit of a reading, meme. I was reading something a while back about like, how obviously like he's massive, isn't he? Like everyone loves Keanu, everyone thinks he's just, I mean, he is just an amazing guy, he just is. Yeah. But, um, he isn't aware of his popularity. I think he doesn't really um, like frequent social media um, social media platforms or anything like that. So he's just not aware that he's as big as he is. He just he all all he's doing is kind of you know making films. That's all because that, that's what he does. He's not aware he that he's he likes riding motorbikes as he well. He does like right? riding motorbikes, but um, yeah, he's not aware that he's this like massive superstar. As far as he's concerned, he's just like another famous actor. That's it. Normal guy, yeah, yeah. And by all accounts, he uh, seems to be like the nicest guy in the world as well. Absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, nice fella. Yeah, just on the on the Bill and Ted thing, like I love the trailer. Looks like a lot of fun. But uh, I really think that this could be like, I imagine originally this new Bill and Ted film would have made like 100 or 200 million. They'd have been like happy with that. But now with it being the only film out, it could be massive. You know what I mean? Like it looks like a fun film as well, well which is what I imagine a lot of people would be wanting at this time. So This is what I was going to say. Like um, it, it's going to draw in a lot of people because they want to watch it. But I wouldn't have imagined they were expecting too much from the film. So yeah. like like you say, if this is gonna like be testing the waters, then it, it it could get what they want, which is just like like you say, a hundred million or something, or it could just blow up. What's the yeah. budget? Does it look kind of high budget? I've not seen the trailer, so I don't think so. Uh, Nick, can you do a budget check? I can do a budget check. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing thirty million. Really? Yeah. Not a lot, really. The effects look a bit cheap and stuff in it, but. I like it. I like the look of it. So that's, be a laugh. that's kind of part of the um, Bill and Ted thing, though, isn't it? Like, just kind of cheap effects and stuff. Yeah, it was that. Like, the effects in the first one, they were okay at the time, but you look at them now and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's part right. of the charm. <laughs> so, yeah. what's your guess is? 30 
31.8 million. Yeah. Are we going in US dollars or pounds here? Dollars, that is. What are you saying, James? Well, I've not seen the trailer, so I can't really give an accurate... I'd probably say like 100 million or something if, if, if it's all the cast and stuff. I'm not sure. I guess. I'm going to have to give this one to JT. But he's, nope. still, but he's still 20 million off. It's 10 million US dollars. Ah, you are joking. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah. 10 million. We did A Quiet Place the other week. That was like 19 million or something. Yeah. This, this looks better than A Quiet Place. Wait, hang yeah. on a second. I we'd even watched Quiet Place. I, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on a second. I typed in Bill and Ted free budget. I just realised <laughs> that's excellent adventures that it's given. Oh, you know what the uh, best thing to do is? I, that's like, office molecule. So when did the first one come out? When, when did the uh, the other two come? Is it two of them? Yeah, nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety one. The other two. Right, okay. So I mean, yeah, I watched the first one at the, in the cinema. Really? Yeah, I'm in a, the old cinema in in town. Showing the old audience. Yeah. I know. Yeah, going back a bit there. I would have been the ripe old age of, of, of one. You'd have been minus one, would it, yeah, 1989? Oh, 1989, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought, I thought you meant 1991. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, be, uh, I'd be minus, minus years. Yeah, uh, and I watched Ghostbusters then, 1984, the first film that I watched, apparently, Ghostbusters. We have a ghost uh, similar uh, first film. I, my first film was Casper. <laughs> right, in 1995. Yeah, not quite as cool. <laughs> Just while Nick's checking that, uh, WhatsApp messages won't affect anything with the recording, will they? <laughs> so keep getting loads of WhatsApp coming through. I can't hear anything. So. No, I, I can't hear anything either. No, good, good. thought it might like vibrate or something. <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't hear it when it vibrates. Cool. So Nick, what's the, uh, what's the budget check? I mean, I'm on that box office mojo, but it doesn't yeah. seem to give anything. Oh, it's not on there yet. No, I don't think. I don't think there's any um, data online for it. To be honest with you, mm. got me backup iPhone now. Shall I quit look? Yeah, well, you've got a burner phone. Yeah, I've got two iPhones. <laughs> That's an iPhone six. That one though. That, I'm on the uh, the eleven to to do the recording. So is this a, a drug a drug phone for your drug dealers? <laughs> yeah, for the deals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Bill and Ted. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have a budget. No. Face the music. Budget. Oh, here you go. 25 million. Oh, really? Oh, pretty, you're close, pretty close, yeah. That's all. Well, that's Wikipedia, though, so take it. Yeah. Live a grain of take salt. Take it with a <laughs> of salt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 25 mil, apparently. So, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, not bad. Pretty low budget. Well, well, exactly, yeah, that $25 million film could now like, become like a $500 million film because like, there's just nothing else out to watch. What, watch, it, watch it break a billion or something. <laughs> yeah, <can you> imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it could do, like it's a family film. Everyone can watch it and it's going to be fun, you know what I mean? So it's like, I know, yeah. but it could also go the other way, couldn't it? They could also like, have people yeah, might not, yeah, people might not be ready to go by that point and it just flops. Yeah. Well, cinema is, is dead, and this is kind of kill. It's a final nail in the coffin, Corona, isn't it? Really? <laughs> but it's a good gamble to take, though, isn't it? You know, it's twenty-five million. You might, might as well chuck it out there. See how well, it that's, goes. That's it. They're probably even if 
most people don't want to go, they're probably still going to make back the 25 mil anyway. So they'll probably sell it to Netflix. Yeah, it's that and then if, uh, if, if Trolls World Tour can make 100 million on home media, I imagine Bill and Ted could do the same. Just chuck it on, a, chuck it on digital. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A week later and get everyone to download it. <laughs> I'm sure Trolls, though, that's just sort of like a, a pacifier just to shut the kid up. It's like, fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah, it's what? <laughs> just, just go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's the only news that I've got, guys. Have you got anything? Uh, no. Uh, I, oh, I, really? I, no? That's okay. I, I was only ever going to mention the Bill and Ted trailer, but we've done them. We're <laughs> all cool. Yeah. Right, so if you guys are okay with it, we'll jump into uh, our main film. Absolutely. Okay, our main film this week is uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, uh, Nick, have you got a plot synopsis? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I want to repeat what I just said, but... <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah look, I'm pretty confident like, everyone knows the synopsis of this film, but I, I, to be fair, I was quite interested. I, quite, I found it quite interesting, the IMDb um, one anyway, so here's what I've got. Mm. A meek hobbit from the Shire and eight companions set out on a journey to destroy the powerful One Ring and save Middle-earth from the Dark Lord Sauron. Excellent. Okay, guys, where do you want to kick it off with uh, the Fellowship of the Ring? I mean, I mean, let's be honest, you two know that I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I could talk about these films and how much they're great in every aspect all day long. But what I will say is the soundtrack is probably the greatest soundtrack in, in movie history. Like, it's just incredible. Um, yeah, Howard Shaw. Yeah, right. How, Howard Shaw did an amazing job there. Um, the, the cast, like, Maybe not at the time, but at the, now, if you look back, it's all started. They've, like they've either all started as big stars, or they've kind of become ones because of this film. To you know, we've got Ian McKellen, yeah. Ian McKellen, Viggo Mortensen, um, Christopher Lee, Andy Andy Circus, Sean Bean, Elijah Wood, Liv Tyler, Liv Tyler. It goes. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett, um, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. It, the, the list goes on. The, the cast, the cast, yeah, the, the cast, the, the cast is just incredible. And then, obviously, you've got Peter Jackson who directed it. Who, if I say so myself, did an amazing job. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one with Peter Jackson. Uh, because like going back to my memories of like looking forward to this film, I loved uh, like Bad Taste and Brain Dead. Have you guys seen them at all? That he did zombie zombie film? Is it Brain Dead? Uh, yeah. Uh, they catch uh, like a zombie disease from like a mutant monkey. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like the coronavirus sort of thing. <laughs> Any... Is this the one where someone gets run over with a lawnmower? Yeah, that's the one. It kills an entire room full of zombies with a lawnmower at the end. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, so, like, like Peter Jackson went from this like horror background of doing like these, you know, like grotesque kind of zombie films to like this this massive fantasy action film. Like, <laughs> well, this is well, the thing though. This this was like his peak though, wasn't it? Because like as you say, he kind of did these kind of like small horror films, and then he did this where. The prop the, I think these three films are considered the greatest trilogy of all time. Like if if you look at rankings online and stuff, they just are considered the best one. And, um, yeah, the definitely up there. Well, maybe the Godfather trilogy. I, like I, I was actually looking at rankings today. That comes that comes second to Lord of the Rings on really on these ranking web. Like that's on IMDb by like yeah. um, you know ratings on um, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes and Metacritic and stuff. Um, pretty, but, pretty but like so, so that's his pre peak because he's done them and then he he went down he, he did Godzilla Godzilla not sorry not Godzilla, uh, King Kong King Kong and he and he did this thing yeah. he won recently which was um, Mortal Mortal Engines is it? yeah that one that that was Pants as well and um, yeah that was actually him he, he did produce it but he didn't direct it oh did he not okay that's fair no but um, the Hobbit as well that's a, like that was, was terrible. That was just a cash grab, you know what I mean? Yeah. An abomination. Yeah, just just on that like composing thing. This is the funny thing, like, because I was proper hyped for these films. But like Peter Jackson reminds me so much of George Lucas. Because he was exactly the same. He did like a holy trilogy, like Lord of the Rings. He had this massive fan base of like just watch anything he produced. And then he turned out the prequels and everyone hated him. Peter Jackson done exactly the same thing. Yeah. Built up, built up this massive fan base, did like a, a holy trilogy of films. Then did a prequel trilogy, which were equally as shite as the Star Wars ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just I mean, pissed everyone off. Uh, I think CGI had a hand to play in that though, didn't it? Well, say for Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, both, both of them, yeah. Both yeah. yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I just find it a weird comparison, like that. You just follow the path of George Lucas completely. I've 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 always found that quite um, funny because like ironic because because like there's always comparisons between the two kind of sextillion like series <laughs> series of films. Yeah. Um, but, uh, because because they, they are so similar in that way that like he made these three that which people I think are just incredible, and then he decided to make a prequel. Um, and well, series of three, and everyone hates them. But yeah. I'm, ge- I'm, I'm guessing in both, um, in both um, kind of aspects, um, both respects, sorry, um, they both still made fucking loads of money at the box office. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> well, at least um, just, just one thing. Sorry, mate, you oh. Yeah, uh, just at least uh, Porgs weren't in uh, Lord of the Rings or Hobbit. <laughs> Well, they had a white orc. I was just going to say this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the kind of orc thing. Yeah. Just worth mentioning, actually, I should have mentioned this earlier, but the reason we're doing the fellowship is that we had a an off-the-pod discussion at the end at the end two weeks ago, and me and Nick were trying to convince you, Jimbo, to do the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't seem down for that. No. <laughs> you weren't buying it at all, were you? No, I'm glad. I think we have to make a compromise, and I'm glad we made the compromise. <laughs> yeah, we made the compromise, and we ended up with a better trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Maybe we could do yeah. one of them as, as in a satirical way. Do, do you know what we should do? Um, I know online 
Uh, I'm not sure if it's free or anything, but um, there's ways to get it. Someone has done an edit of The Hobbit and he's condensed it down to one movie. Ah. Uh, and, and he's basically took all the absolute shite out of it. And, yeah. And it's supposed to be an actually acceptable version of The Hobbit. So That's interesting. We could potentially do that then. We could do that. Just do the whole trilogy, but in this one edited version. <laughs> I like the sound so much. I mean, I don't know why they didn't just do that in the first place. Because the Hobbit book, the book's like 200 pages. They could have just done one great film from that. It was about about the money, wasn't it? It was all about Yeah, yeah. money grabbers. Bastards. I think, I remember reading something about the budget, again, going with a budget check thing here, but it was something like Jackson wanted a massive budget. And New Line was saying, like, the only way you're going to get 300 million is if you make three films. Yeah, yeah. It was like... He was like, okay, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. And he made he made them a fortune, so. <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering how you guys first watched it, because obviously you guys are like 10 years younger than me. Yeah. I watched it in the uh, cinema, opening night. It was 2001, wasn't it? Christmas watched, 2001. Yeah. December, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me, my sister, and uh, one of my old mates, Paul, Ev- Paul Evans, watched it. He's uh, sadly no longer with us, ever. He died a few years ago. Oh, no. We we uh, watched it at Westbrook in town. Oh, nice. I absolutely loved it. And Neville, who was a big Lord of the Rings fan, hated it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like I'm assuming he was a fan from the books. Um, like The book and films are completely different Like on so many levels. Yeah. Like, I, I, I became a fan of the films. I never read the books beforehand. Um, and then when I tried, I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan of the films. I might as well try and read the books because the, the source material has got to be good. And I'm just not a fan. But like that's purely because like I, I like fantasy kind of films and TV shows, even, you know, like Game of, Game of Thrones and stuff. But um, but like when it comes to books, I find, I find they just kind of over-explain a lot of things. Like I know Tolkien does um, a thing where he... Um, has like four pages of a song and I'm just like, I don't care about listening to these elves sing an elvish song. I can't even read it. (laughs) Um, Just on the back of that, oh, sorry, mate. Just on the back of that, um, like at the time, I loved the film and because of that, I watched the old like Ralph Bakshi cartoon, uh, you know, the the old rotoscope cartoon. It it might be, I don't know, but it's uh, an English language and everything. That's the first um, kind of experience I had with any Lord of the Rings, that film. I, when I was younger, my mum bought it me on video, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I actually loved yeah. it. Like, oh, I. Like I say, I, I enjoyed it, even though it was, you know, it was nowhere near the quality of the films or anything. I enjoyed that. And then I went into the books. I bought like a nice collection of the books and stuff. And I got halfway through the fellowship, and I just couldn't do it. I was like, I'm, I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> no, this is what I, I did. Go on, James. I love Game of Thrones. I read all of them, but I just couldn't get into Lord of the Rings. There's even more. How many, how many Game of Thrones books, Game of Thrones books are there? Like so far, seven. Okay. They're all like... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, six. Yeah. As big as a loaf of bread, each one. <laughs> yeah. The sixth one is a thousand pages, yeah. Jesus Christ. How many pages <laughs> are in the Bible? Fucking hell. <laughs> Yeah, they could um, make a trilogy out of the Bible, couldn't they? <laughs> back, like, with a vengeance. Samuel L. Jackson could be in it. Yeah. 
the, but, the closest I've come to reading any of the Lord of the Rings um, was we were driving back from Essex one time to Warrington, so I'm not sure how long that is. That entire journey, we just left the Shire on the audiobook. So, <laughs> well, 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 this is it. I've actually got, um, I've got the trilogy um, upstairs, the books anyway. Um, and, uh, and I'm, I'm like, I think when I started reading it, I got as far as in this in this extended edition is a bit in the film where um, Sam and Frodo come across um, some elves kind of walking through, and they have like a little song that they're singing as they walk through. That's where we got up to. Basically, that's, ex- that's pretty much exactly where I got up to, and I was just like, I can't be asked for this. I'm not literally. It was four pages of song. I was just like, I'm not sitting here reading this. The Warrington, then you just got up to that bit in that book. <laughs> just on that, uh, Jimbo, mm. uh, if you'd have got the Hobbit audiobook, you could have probably got it th- got through it in that time. I'm sure it's only about six hours for the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a more, more appropriate. That would have been a more palatable. <laughs> yeah. A little bit less harsh. Yeah. Uh, but going back to where we first saw it, I watched it in the same cinema as you, probably maybe on the same day. Who knows? <laughs> could be. We could have been yeah. sat next to each other and not even knowing. <laughs> a little 11 year old James. <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, Vigo Mortensen wasn't the original Aragorn? Yeah, this is actually something that I had written on my thing. Um, like they, they were originally going for a younger version, weren't they? It just didn't work out. Yeah. Maybe. Stuart Townsend was the original actor. Oh, really? Yeah. Who played like Lestat in a the Queen of the Damned? It's not the I mean, it's a fight, it's an okay actor, one. yeah, yeah. But, Queen of the Damned, the one with Aaliyah in it, yeah, that's right, yeah. And he plays the part of Lestat, which was played by Tom Cruise in Interview with the Vampire, yeah, interesting. But uh, yeah, Stuart Townsend had the part, and in like the uh, the appendices, they explained that, like, yeah, it's just you know, we gave Stuart the part, and it just didn't. He had something different than what we were going for. Not that it was bad or anything. He just had something different than what we were going for. And I just read that totally as yeah, it was shit. And they just fired him after two weeks. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you might be right, but um, I, I don't know if you watched it, John. But there was recently a um, a reunion kind of um, Zoom call between. Oh, the... I should have watched this. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I watched it. All. It was actually really good watching um, like all these like because obviously they've all aged quite a bit and. Um, but yeah, um, they, they were talking about this. Um, Peter Jackson, who, like, it looks it lo- looks a lot less messy now, but obviously a lot older. Um, but do, do, well, that's it. Do, do, do you know, like, when you saw like the behind the scenes of the um, films, um, like he, he had this proper like scraggy look, didn't he? Where like he had hair everywhere and he had big beard and stuff. Um, but yeah, he looks a lot tidier nowadays. But um, <laughs> he was basically saying how like um, he. He originally the idea was to have a lot, a bit of a younger Aragorn, but then when they started filming, they were just like, "No, nah, this isn't what we're after. We want like an older one." And the first call was Vigo. I just find it funny that like, like, like James was saying, then like the Vigo wasn't the first choice, but they ended up with Vigo, and it's absolutely perfect. You know what I mean? No, like exactly, yeah. how how weird, how lucky were they? Like, I it to like if Han Solo was played by different actor in the first Star Wars film. It would well, it very nearly was played by your favourite, Al Pacino. Oh, 
Hello. Hello, I'm Han Solo. What do you got, Joey? <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino was the original choice, apparently. And he turned it down. Random, random choice of person. Yeah, so it could have been the same with that. But uh, I just find it mad that, like, they luckily just fell on Viggo Mortensen and he's, like, so perfect for the part. Yeah. yeah. But whilst we're talking about, like, stuff that could have happened, um, there's something that I picked up from this um, Zoom call, a bit of um, a tidbit of information, which I found to be absolutely amazing. Um, did you know that in, I think, was it the 60s or 70s, that the Beatles, um, they had a contract to make free movies and they wanted the third one to be a Lord of the Rings film. And they had it all. They had it all planned out, and they, they had um, George Harrison was going to be Gandalf. What? <laughs> um, Paul, McCartney, Paul McCartney was going to be Frodo. They had Ringo Starr as Sam, um, and um, Twiggy as Gladriel. Um, she was some model. John Lennon was going to be in it. Was he just going to be? Uh, and um, um, John 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 Lennon was Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the, 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 their idea was to have Kubrick direct it. Oh my God! Stanley <laughs> Kubrick to direct it, um, and um, basically Kubrick turned it down, as you could probably imagine. Um, <laughs> and um, and when they went to Tolkien, he was just like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> you can't." But I think, to be fair, I think Tolkien was quite famous for not letting people kind of deal with his stuff That's... whilst whilst he had like. Um, control of the um, the rights, but um, yeah. definition of a pipe dream. But I'm not it, talking about like, a tube. I'm talking about something you smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, can, can you imagine if like in the in the 70s or 60s a movie came out with a, a Ringo star um, as some kind of Lord of the Rings? That would have been crazy. Amazing. It would be. It'd have been more like a Beatles fancy project, wouldn't sit than anything really. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, they just made help. Um, yeah, I was, well, I was going to say, like, that three-film deal, was that a part of, like, Hard Day's Night and stuff? Yeah, yeah, so so apparently help had just been made, and um, they had to make yeah. one more movie, and th- yeah. they wanted to make Lord of the Rings. That would have been incredible. I didn't know that. That's a good I didn't know that. Did yeah. they mention what the third film ended up being? Was it Yellow Submarine or something? Or? I'm not sure. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't look that too far into it, but... Um, I found that, but but one what I did find out though is that um, what's his name, um, Paul McCartney, like years later, um, became a massive fan of the films that um, Peter Jackson made, and actually reached out to Peter Jackson and said, "I'm so glad we weren't able to make our movies because yours would never existed." <laughs> Just one off-topic note there. The other week we were also trying to convince Jimbo to do Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. In which Paul McCartney plays uh, Jack Sparrow's uncle, I think. <laughs> in part dad. five. Another rock star, is it? What? Sorry, mate. He still plays dad, who's like another rock star or something. something. Yeah, Keith Richards was in part three, and Paul McCartney's in part five. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> rock star thing. Yeah. Shit films, though. I mean... <laughs> Right, so we actually get into the film then, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, oh, just, go just, for it. Last one, I'm going to talk about one of my favourite uh, YouTube channels, uh, Tested, <laughs> Adam Savage, the... Uh, oh, yeah, it's a good one, that. The Mythbusters bloke, the one who does... Oh. Um, and he's done a sort of behind-the-scenes in uh, Peter Jackson's sort of lair, looking at his old 
props from old movies and uh, and his old cameras and stuff. And he's actually got some um, Stanley Kubrick's old lenses and cameras and stuff. Um, and he's got the original Godzilla. Sorry, not because we both made that mistake today. King Kong. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard about this. But it, go on, everybody. I highly recommend it. Just go on Tested and type in uh, Peter Jackson and you can see all his mad shit that he's got. Sorry, just on the Peter Jackson thing there with King Kong. He loves King Kong. It's his favourite film and stuff. He did, obviously, he did an all right job of the of the remake, didn't he? Or, but it's on the special features of the remake. He went back and filmed the scene from the original film that got deleted because they couldn't afford to do it at the time. He went back and re and reshot the scene with modern effects and stuff. What was the scene? Do you know? It's where uh, they fall into a pit and they get attacked by like spiders and worms and stuff. And uh, one of the reasons why I think Peter Jackson said his his, his, his uh, biggest fear is spiders and creepy crawlies. Stuff like yeah. Malaysia. I mean, fucking worst place to live if you hate stuff like that, isn't it? But it's just that, like, it's not even anything to do with the film, just as a little side project when he was making that film. Amazing. He just did a little stop motion scene of that, just because just he could. Oh, <laughs> cool, we do a podcast about yeah. Jackson's King Kong, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to start off with a film like The Shire. I, I just love The Shire. Yeah. It's As a set, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I this is something I love about this. Like in the Lord of the Rings, it looks amazing, but it's 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 all like it's not it's not been built. It's all just kind of like cardboard fucking walls and stuff in it. Whereas in the Hobbit, they've actually created the Shire. They've actually yeah. made it into a proper little village kind of thing. It's real in Lord of the Rings, it looks real, doesn't it? No, this is what I mean. Yeah. I think it's amazing. It looks it looks incredible, but um, obviously it's probably more special. It's probably not just a wooden like wall. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, behind the scenes, and it's really interesting that the way that they get the uh, is it called the parallax effect, where things are further away but don't look far away. So they kind of look, for Gandalf, they have him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the Hobbit, they, a special yeah, they, take. Yeah, yeah, this is how they've made like most of like the kind of size differences, isn't it? Kind of this really good like camera um, tricks that they've used, like kind of put put it above the, um, the the tall person to make him look bigger and the other person look smaller. And at one point, you can defo tell it's a kid. Gandalf puts his hand on like Frodo's head or something and says like "good boy" or something. <laughs> like that. It's definitely just a kid that they've found. Well, no, it's um, they've, they've, all the hobbits. They've got um, their own kind of what they call them. Um, little people <laughs> essentially yeah they actually have they've actually got like um, um, and I think little Frodo's friends. Frodo's got this Asian guy and it looks nothing like Frodo but he just they yeah. just put <laughs> this like scraggly hair on him and um, I actually noticed at one point when um, it's got it's kind of got like a long shot of um, like the fellowship walking across a mountain and you can see it's definitely not Elijah Wood um, and, <laughs> but that's that's that only came because I've watched it kind of that many times yeah. I, I kind of I noticed these kind of little things <laughs> like on that I heard a thing with uh, Gimli where John Reese davies only plays Gimli in like close-ups and a couple of battle scenes everything else is just like standing just walking around for him do you know what I mean well yeah he, 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 I, I the same Apparently, though he um, he was highly allergic to his prosthetics. Um, what's his name again? Um, John John Reese Davis. John Reese Davis. Like um, he he's like highly allergic to like, and he had to wear a lot. Um, 
but as soon as he did, he just broke out into rashes and it was just really uncomfortable for him. Oh, right. I've never seen John Wee Davies in any other films. I'm, I'm just going to Google what he looks like. He, yeah. have, he played uh, Salah in Indiana Jones. There you go, yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah well, they, they call him, from the guy, they call him Balosh. <laughs> Balosh. Balosh. <laughs> but yeah, John, go, go, going back to your like shy a bit, we kind of got a bit off topic there. <laughs> um, um, Daylight, uh, 007 film, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've probably seen him in quite a lot of stuff, to be honest. He's, he's, he's yeah, quite, yeah. quite a big actor, isn't he? But, um, he was in uh, King Solomon's Mines. Yeah. I know him as Gim. <laughs> well, I've I met so do I. But I'm um, going back to your like shy thing. Like it's it. I, I just love like like you say it's such a nice little place, isn't it? And, like it's got like all these kind of rolling hills with farms on it, and then oh, it just looks incredible. And then doesn't New Zealand look like an idyllic place to live? Really does, yeah. Yeah, the things really nice as well, doesn't she? Oh, sorry, mate, you broke up a bit then. Yeah, the prime minister of New Zealand. So just one more thing on the Shire. This is kind of like why this is my favourite film of the trilogy. It feels like a proper adventure because they go from like you go from seeing them having fun at Bilbo's birthday at the Shire all the way through to like the ending kind of thing where they're like, you know, on the way to Mordor. And it feels like they've gone from like A to B. They've gone from a nice area to this like shithole. I know you can, you, yeah. you can almost like um, split the film in half, can't you? Like, yeah. yeah. Where like the first half is this kind of like um, fun bit in the, in the Shire where they're just like having the drinking and um, like. Smoking pipe weed. Yeah, it's smoking pipe yeah. weed and, and, and Sam Sam's kind of nervous about talking to a girl and it's just like this proper like slice of life bit and then the second half it's just this completely different kind of adventure where they're off doing life um like altering things. Yeah. D- d- really dangerous stuff. It's important I think to watch the extended ones because you get you just get more time in the Shire. You get more time to feel like you, it's almost like your home, isn't it? By the time, and even uh, Sam Gamgee says, "Oh, this is a this is the furthest I've ever been from home, Mister Frodo." At one point, <laughs> that that bit confuses me. That he stands in one point and he's like, "How the fuck do you know that's the point? How do you, <laughs> how, how do you know that's the point? I don't get it." <laughs> Counted his footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one point I've never understood about that that scene. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't get how you know. How far from home you've been at this point? <laughs> I I'm not sure why. Isn't either Mary or Pippin? It was one of them Irish. Yeah, Dominic, Dominic was Moynihan, it? is it? Oh, he actually is Irish, isn't he? Yeah, sounds Irish anyway. <laughs> Me and my, my mates sometimes would just joke about like, get off the road, Frodo, or like in a, I don't know, like a Cork accent or something. I'd, I'd, I don't know why. He doesn't even say it like that in the film, so I'm not sure. No. Why. <laughs> yep. Just a window into my, my mind. <laughs> I just want to go off from what Jimbo was saying there. We meet uh, at this point Samwise Gamgee, the best character in the whole film, whole series. I mean, yeah. he he completely carries um, Frodo the entire way through, doesn't he? So. Oh, loyal. Like, Sorry, like, mate. 
like a little dog, isn't he? Oh, man's frozen completely. Yeah, we're, no. losing, we're losing you a bit, James. We're losing you a bit. Um, yeah, you're, you're back. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, um, like, like um, Frodo's kind of considered by the cast, at least, um, the, the characters in the film as being the hero. But in reality, he did barely anything. In fact, he was, by the end of it, he was going the opposite way. So, yeah, that's all thanks to Samwise. All, all thanks to Samwise. I've already mentioned this, but Bilbo's birthday, I absolutely love it. Yeah, really good. And these, I, I love these like little little scenes in like Bilbo's birthday bit as well. Um, for, just in the extended edition, like it's not necessary to have them there, but I just like it where like um, the the Saxville Bagginses are like walking through, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and Bilbo kind of like gets thrown off to one side, and uh, and and he's like, oh god, like hiding from them, um, and and Bilbo says something to him, he's like like oh. I'm sorry, Frodo, or something like that. And Frodo says, like, like, have you been drinking the old mead again? And he's like, no. Well, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a bit of comic relief. And, and I don't know, like, it, it, you don't... You just get pissed out with the hobbits. It's just like northern right? people. I suppose it's like the north of England, isn't it? Because it's the Shire. It's like Cheshire. Like yeah, really Yorkshire. Yeah, it could be somewhere around there. Yeah, it? yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it's it's like it's this like it's got a bit of comic relief in it, and then obviously, like as you kind of go through the film, it kind of trails off and being funny at all. But I just like this yeah. beginning bit because it is almost like a little slice of life. Yeah, and this is what I think parts two and three are missing. Just like the, the fun element at the start, kind of thing. Obviously, they can't have that, but because of yeah. war, kind of thing. But yeah. I just think it makes for a better film when you can start off in a fun environment and you go from there into a darker, a darker one, kind of thing. I mean, I, I think I think the way you have to look at it though is instead of considering it as three films, consider it as one nine. No, sorry, one twelve-hour film, and yeah. um, and and and. It does start off really fun, and then it goes to this kind of bleak ending, uh, and then it gets a bit of a slice of nice at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to jump ahead. Here. I mean, this is one thing that you, like you kind of forget about nowadays because you know how it how it ends up. But at the time, there was a lot of speculation about how they're going to handle Gollum because you don't see him in the first film. You only see him in like shadows and his eyes and stuff. How, how amazing was the special effects on the eyes? It looks kind of like you only see a cat or a wolf or a dog or something. Yeah, like, like cat eyes. Yeah, and like reflective eyes. I love that. Yeah, I agree. But like I remember at the time, like the you, you don't really see Gollum in this film. You just hear, hear about him and he's in a shadow and stuff. And there's a lot of like speculation like, oh God, is it going to be crap? Like a fully CGI character. It could be awful. But it ended up being absolutely amazing. Uh. <laughs> And, and, yeah. and that kind of kicked off Andy Serkis's kind of um, what, what's what's the thing called uh, motion capture motion capture career. Like he, he, he just what, what did he do after that? Snoke, um, King, King Kong. Kong. Um, he's Kong, done he? the monkey from the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just other ones, doesn't he? Did he did he do anything in um, that Jungle Book film he made as well? He might have done something there. We well. might have done. Yeah, space Mowgli. Yeah, so so like like I think he's like 
it, it proper kicked off a proper career for him and like and, and and I was actually in this Zoom call that I was talking about before, he actually mentioned that um when he got the call from Peter Jackson, he was on the set of another film in like Spain or something. And one of the cast members he was telling him, oh, yeah, I just got this call about doing this kind of motion capture uh, film in New Zealand. And and his um, colleague said to him, just like, oh, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot bard for me. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so if he'd like listened to this um, other cast member, he wouldn't have done it Like, and got like, to where he is today. He's like <laughs> the only kind of CGI sort of motion capture star that I know of as well. He's like the... The epitome of a motion capture. No, he absolutely isn't is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. There's another actor called Toby Kebble, who is an actor in his own right, but he does a lot of that kind of getting into motion capture as well now. Right. He played. He played the other ape in a Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh, right. The other guy. The one with like the white face. I can't think what he was called. The, the evil one, basically. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, going on from that as well, like it's not long after that where you get to Moria and the mines of Moria. Yeah. And like, I love that whole action scene just because of the way it escalates. They start off getting attacked by uh, orcs in the uh, in the tomb of is it Balin? Yeah, yeah. Where the Balin right? live? Well, yeah. The or- the orcs start attacking them. <clears throat> then it's a cave troll. And then they beat the cave troll, and then it's a Balrog, and it's like the, like a video game where the baddies are just getting harder and harder. Yeah. <laughs> Boss level sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and the, the, obviously the, 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 you shall not pass. That, I mean, that's that's one of the lines from the film, isn't it, really? This is Very good. That... Very good reading. <laughs> this is something one... I was going to mention, actually. <laughs> I was going to mention this, actually. Like, this is why... I didn't mention it before, but I was going to. Um, I felt I feel like Peter Jackson kind of took a lot of influence from the animated movie because that is something that happens in the animated movie um, where Gandalf stops and says, you shall not pass kind of thing. But that's not in the books. That's not something that he did. Um, so, so, like, this is something new to the movies. And so I think he's got that influence from the... I, I mean, a lot of influence for the first film, at least. I found did come from the movie. Oh, that's what my opinion anyway. Uh, I didn't know it's that. Or it could be from, uh, you know, Holy Grail, couldn't it? Like, uh, none shall pass. <laughs> 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 I prefer to think it's that one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Ignorance is blessed sometimes. <laughs> like Nick was saying then, though, uh, I think as well, I think I, it was on the appendices maybe that he took a lot of influence from, like, over the years, loads of artists have done like drawings and paintings of like interpretations of the books. And he studied all of the artwork to get like the look of Middle Earth and stuff like that, which I found interesting. Yeah. Paid off as well. Yeah, yeah. I loved, you know, I don't think I can ever watch the abridged versions again. It has to be the, the director's cut or the, or the extended <laughs> edition, whatever the name for it is, because. No, I. You miss out too much, don't you? No, no, I, I 100% agree. Like, if, even just, like, the little scenes, which don't seem to make much difference, but, like, it does. Like, um, n- not particularly in this film, but I know there's bits in the in the, in the the um, Return of the King where, like, 
um, the mouth of Sauron. He's just completely cut from the, um, the theatrical. Uh, incidentally, yeah. as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, I have yeah. Um, but no, like, I'm just saying, you've got a tattoo. Oh yeah, Nick's got a tattoo now. I'm saying you've got a tattoo of this thing that isn't in. It's only in the extended one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that that just shows how much of a fan I am. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> um, but like, like. I mean, I'm not going to go too much on this because maybe we'll do a Return of the King pod in a few weeks or yeah. whatnot. Maybe we'll do all three, who knows? Um, but, um, but like, like there's a scene there which it's pivotal for the, the story. Like, you need to know that bit, in my opinion. But it's just caught from the theatrical version. Yeah. I think well, directors are always the way that the artist intended it to be. But at cinematic cuts and things like that, different shortened releases is more people in suits, you know, fit people dealing figures who were, who were editing it really, and I don't think that's that's a good idea, is it? Yeah, and like that bit with the mouth of Sauron. Again, we'll get onto it in a few weeks, but it causes a problem for the actual film because like there's a bit in the film now that doesn't make any sense because that's been cut out. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's my point. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, 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 I, f- I feel like the the extended editions are basically Peter Jackson's that's kind of vision. Yeah, how it's intended to be watched. But the theatrical. The, I mean, obviously, like they can't release a three-hour film. Well, four-hour film, nearly um, in the cinema. Can it? No one wants to go to the cinema to watch that. That's why cinema is dead. Dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's about rich people in Hollywood, isn't it? Just uh, while you mentioned the extended cut, Jimbo, I want to know what you think about this. There's a scene that the, that's in the extended cut which reveals Gimli to be a creepy sex pervert. Hmm. He collects oh, girls' yeah. hair. Three. He asked for one hair, and you got three. He got three. He's loving that. Does with those hairs? I mean, does he stuff them inside his uh, <laughs> pocket? <laughs> I, I, do you know something about this scene? Like, I, I remember reading something, and I don't know if it's like it was intended in the film. But do you know when, like, he's telling Legolas, and Legolas has this like little smile on his face. Um, yeah. Um. So in the Silmarillion, um, there's a thing. There's an elf another elf, which basically he's begging Gladriel for one hair. He's begging her and he's he's madly in love with her and he's basically begging. Like, she she won't, like, give him anything. So in the end, he's just like, just give me one hair and she never gives in. She never gives in. So, like, the the whole thing is that, like, um, Legolas knew this story, and which is why he kind of smirked like that because this guy couldn't get this guy couldn't get anything <laughs> off him. This I think he was a bit of a tyrant. This guy, um, so like she just weren't having any of it. Um, he but, was a bit of an asshole though sometimes, isn't he? No, I know, but I think I think, <laughs> I think I think the whole thing is like I mean, like I said, I don't know if it was actually intended in the films, but the whole thing is that like this guy was kind of um, kind of begging for it for I think it was thousands of years. It might have been like he, because obviously they're quite old. Um but um and the hairs just fall out just naturally <laughs> could have just found one, just pick one up. Um yeah. but but um but yeah I think like the whole thing is that like the reason Legolas kind of smirked as he did was because he knew the story and this guy couldn't get anything and he got free. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that Gimli is on a register somewhere in Middle Earth. <laughs> His, name, his name's on a list somewhere. <laughs> I don't want to know what he's done, but... <laughs> uh, 
and again, just mentioning then about the extended scenes, another one that I've got a note for, in the normal version, you get to see a bit where Legolas fires three arrows into three different orcs. Like, pew, pew, pew. Mm. But in the extended edition, he fires 1,481 arrows into different orcs. Wow. Is well, this... nine. Are nine. You... I can say you're lying. Because <laughs> 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 you went bang, 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 and then another guy runs in and he goes bang. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a pretty cool scene. Now it's like nine of them, just like after the other. Why just cut that really out? Good. Why would you cut that out of the theatrical? But again, those been told get the running time down to like two hours forty-five. So he's thinking like, I could probably cut one thousand four hundred and seventy-four of those arrows out. Just have it down to three. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's a shame. Yeah, they're, they're the only two extended scenes I've got really. In the in in like I say in the fellowship, I don't think there's a huge amount in there which is actually yeah. Like like the the ones I remember is um, the one in the in Bilbo's party with the um, Sackville Bag Bagginses. I remember that. Um, yeah. And the, there's the 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 ones with um, uh, when Frodo and Sam see the elves walking by right near the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and I didn't know about the one you just said, to be honest. But um, that one as well, I guess. Yeah, you watch it in the original, and just just back straight up one after the other, three hours. In the extended, it's like literally nine. It goes on for like about a minute. Yeah, <laughs> just shooting I like nine hours. I only watched the. Uh, I only watched it last night. So it was fresh in my memory. Uh, I remember the scene. It's, 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 yeah. Is this a scene where Gimli says, "We're not. Are we, are we counting, or is that a different film?" It's the second different one. film, but I'll tell you what. How it ends? That scene ends with uh, Aragorn blowing the horn of Gondor. Mm. He goes, "The horn of Gondor, Boromir." Oh no, sorry, Boromir. I was going to say Boromir blowing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, was, I was just going to say, like, whilst we're talking about this bit, that that scene where like you hear this, the the horn blowing and like Boromir, like you can say whatever you want about him, but in this bit of the film. Just he just redeems himself, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this for me is the best scene in the whole film, I think. Absolutely, uh, the whole series, in fact. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> kind of like the human race are, can, are kind of not um, presented very, very, very uh, nicely, are they in, in the series? No. Like got elves, dwarves, there's orcs, there's cool, loads of cool creatures, and then there's men. Who are just greedy yeah. bastards that, that like as soon as they kind of as well, yeah. Yeah, as soon as they present anything and yeah. they'll put any rings on any fingers. <laughs> exactly. And as soon, <laughs> as soon as they're presented with a ring, it's like, oh give it me now. <laughs> but yeah, this scene like just the fact that Bobby May gets shot once, gets back up, gets shot again, and he still gets back up again. It takes three hours to put him down, kind of thing. It's uh yeah, great. Oh. I loved it. Yeah. Do you know um, how many times um, he's died, uh, Sean Bean, in films? 41. No, it's not that high, but it's, it's, oh, that it's more, more than most. I think it's more than most. <laughs> Do you want to hazard a guess, Nick? I'm going to say 23. <sighs> exactly, <laughs> 23 times. <laughs> oh, I'm well no, I didn't. I'm happy with that, though. Yeah. That is I, just, impressive. I just went for that number, which is 
Like, I, I basically went for the number in that um, Jim Carrey film. I was going to say you watched a Jim Carrey film. <laughs> I've not. I've not. Well, that's the film. That's the number where I got the number from. <laughs> Twenty-three times. That's, that's how many times he's died. Well, this article. I mean, it could be old. Maybe he's died since then. But according to this article, which was September two thousand and nineteen, so not that long ago. Twenty-three. Right. Interesting. interesting. Very, very strong guess, Nick. But like, he, he, uh, talking of, while we're talking about Boromir and Sean Bean, did you know that um, Sean Bean is absolutely terrified of flying? Yes, I've, I've read this factoid. Yeah. So, so like, during the bit where they're on the top of the mountain, where the kind of birds fly over, the little... Um, Magpies. The crows, yeah. The crows, that's the ones. Um, like, um, he, I think he flew like a few days before and he was just terrified. It's like, I can't do that again. I can't do it. So when yeah. they were filming that, he said he'll wake up at the crack of dawn. I think he woke up like four in the morning and actually scaled the mountain. And, um, in his costume. In, in his costume, yeah. And um, on, on that <laughs> Zoom call I was on about, um, Peter Jackson was saying how like he was flying over there. He, like on his way to it, and he could just see, um, like um, Sean Bean, like pretty much on a vertical thing, just climbing <laughs> up this. this <laughs> I think that's amazing. Close the door, Alec. There's a draft. <laughs> very good, very good. Golden eye nod. Yeah. Well, uh, whilst I'm on the um, topic of little bits of information, um, yeah. I, I basically I learned a lot from this Zoom call and. I would recommend anyone to watch it because it's just so it's so good. Like I, I was saying to James before the call, how um, <clears throat> that um, like it started off where um, what's his name now? Um, I can't remember the host, but the host host. Oh, it's, it's, uh, well, I can't, I think Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Josh, Josh Gad. <laughs> um, so Josh Gad um, is kind of asking everyone. He's like, um, do you want to um, do you want to do this call? Um, can, can, do you reckon we can get this kind of reunion going on? And, um, and um, Sean Austin says to Elijah Wood, like, what do you reckon, Elijah? And, and Elijah goes like, oh, I wish this um, decision had never come to me. Um, <laughs> and, and he starts doing kind of that line from the film. And, I, and just as he does it, like, um, when, um, Sir Ian McKellen kind of pops up and goes, Neither does anyone that um, has, has. I can't even do it. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm fucking murdering it. But like, basically, he just pops up out of nowhere and goes, "No one." Um, but but what? But the important thing is to to. Yeah, I've fucking ruined it. <laughs> I can. Uh, I can help you out there. It's what it's a. Uh, so do all who come to face such times. That's the. But that's one. not for them to decide. All yeah. that you have to decide is what to do with the time that's given to. you Perfect, John. Perfect. And, and awful, that, awful voice, but and and so like basically before I'd watched this Zoom call, um, I watched a trailer and that bit was on it. And <laughs> be, be, being the Lord of the Rings fan that I am, I chills went down my spine. I was I was I was so happy. It just made me excited. Um, anyway, let me get going back to the Zoom call. The thing that I was gonna say. Um, do you know what? For, so because Vigo. Um, was kind of cast afterwards. Do you know what the first scene he ever filmed was? Uh, Bonus death scene. No, it wasn't. No. I, know, I, know, I, know, I know you would think, I know why you'd think that, because I brought it up <laughs> during, during that conversation. <laughs> um, Not what? 
but the very first thing he ever did was um, Weathertop when he was kind of um, fighting oh. um, the, the, the Wraiths. So, like, he had not done any training. He was basically flown over to New Zealand. And the first thing he had to do was this very active scene where he was fighting Wraith. I found that to be quite fascinating, to be honest with you. Yeah, chucked him at the deep end. You Literally know the that. scene where um, Aragorn kicks the helmet in the second... Is it the second film or the third film? The second one. Part two, yeah. He actually breaks his toe as he, he kicks does. the helmet. And that's yeah, screaming, so. ah, anguish. That's actually screaming, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty, pretty cool. Fact, I thought. Sign, sign of a good actor, that, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, method actor, staying involved. As, as, as much... As I don't like the guy, and I'm not talking Vigo here, I'm talking um, Tom Cruise. He did yeah. that on his latest film, didn't he? Um, yeah. And Which like, um, It was the Impossible, Impossible Six. Yeah. Right. He, he literally broke his ankle and just carried on running for the scene. But... <laughs> oh, it was like jelly leg. Literally. But, um, I mean, as much as I don't like the guy, it is a sign of a good actor, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> He's yeah. been into films. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I'm interested in his uh, political or religious views, but can't have been in some good films, has he? Yeah, yeah, great. I, I love I love Little Tom. I think it's good. Little Little Tom, yeah. Little Tom. I've little got, Tom. I've got one <laughs> what, one last little bit of thing that I got from the uh, from the Zoom call. Um, so yeah. they were talking about how they. Um, they, they, they had to learn the kind of dialect and stuff, um, you know, like the elf language and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And they, they had they, they had a, a dialect coach called Andrew Jack. He was a British um, dialect co- um, coach that helped him out. Uh, he, he actually died not long ago from COVID-19. So, oh, um, so that's one bad thing that's come out of COVID, isn't it? Well, that's what they put on the death certificate anyway. <laughs> we've, we've, yeah, we, yeah, we've, we've we've lost Andrew Jack, who is the the reason that uh, all the dialect is so amazing in this film. Like, yeah, sorry, the reason I've heard of this, he was uh, in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. What in it? Or? Yeah, it's the older guy with long white hair, isn't it? Oh right, I didn't know that. Nice. He was actually in The Force Awakens, just like a uh, part of the Rebel Alliance or whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and uh, that's why I heard that he died. But then I heard he worked on Lord of the Rings as a dialect coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, was, I, well. I, did, I didn't know that, but um, yeah, I was, I, I, I'd never even heard of the guy. I just obviously seen his work in in the the fact that everyone's kind of elvish language was just impeccable. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it saddened me when. I heard um, it. And another reason to like Fellowship is it's got two Bond villains in it, hasn't it? Sean Bean and hmm, two Bond villains. Hugo Weaving, Scaramanga from uh, the Oh, Christopher Lee, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also played Dracula and Count Dooku. And what what a guy that Christopher Lee is a. Well, yeah. <laughs> and apparently, one of the I think you you told me this, Nick, about the, the whole stabby scene. Yeah, that's Return of the King. That yeah. Oh, so where, where he um like he was, I, I think he was instructed to kind of fall like backwards or something when he got stabbed. Yeah, and and Christopher Lee was like, "No, I've I've seen someone get stabbed. That's not how it goes. <laughs> no, that's yeah. not the noise you make." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I'm going back. Red 
this is about the same thing. Like I read an article and it's so interesting. And it was just talking about all the things he did, the, 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 the films he was in and the things he did before. But it, just research this guy. He's, he, he's a legend. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen, I was like, um, he, apparently when he first started filming the film, he actually went to Ian McKellen and went, I, I always um, thought I should play Gandalf. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> some, someone as great as uh, Christopher Lee saying to you, I thought your role should have been mine. <laughs> you'd, be, <laughs> you should, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? But obviously, they, I think they became friends in the end. But... Yeah, I imagine so. Not as much friends as Patrick Stewart is with... Uh, with um... No. No. They've got a bromance. Yeah. Just uh, going off what Nick said about like how earnest the film is and stuff. Like, I like all that, like the emotions of it. Mm. Nick mentioned the bit where Gandalf, you know, says the thing about Soderwall who come to see such times. Yeah. But uh, like, just you. little bits. Like, there's a bit in bit in part three. I know I'm jumping way ahead here, but a bit in Return of the King where. Is it Merry or Pippin, the one with black hair? I knew, I knew, I know exactly what bit you're on about. It's um, per, um, Peregrine Took you're on about, isn't it, Pippin? Is it Pippin? And he's on about. He's scared of dying, and like yeah. Gandalf gives him like a nice speech about like. Was it? It's just, like, just amazing little bits like that. Like the. Uh, what is it? He says now. He says like white shores. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what like sunset as far as the eye can yeah. see. Always <laughs> roll away to a quick sunrise. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Is Gandalf basically saying death ain't all that bad sort of thing? Isn't uh, it? He's essentially describing heaven, I think, to him. Yeah, yeah. Is that so? At the sorry, I know we're cutting into it a little bit. Spoiler alert! Like right in on at the end of Return of the King, kind of like they all kind of go to heaven in a way, don't they? They all get on a boat. And, like, uh, that that apart, apart, Frodo, yeah. apart, apart, well, and Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And Bilbo. Uh, apparently, apparently, that is actually kind of um, a heaven place, but. The weird thing is in... You don't, don't have to die to go there. Well, no, the weird thing is in... I think in The Lord of the Rings, it might not have been the Silver... I think it was The Lord of the Rings. Fro, um, Sam went and... Basically, after his marriage... Sorry, it's end, I suppose. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, he, he went over there and kind of stayed with Frodo. And then they both came back to Middle-earth afterwards. So... Um, it's it's kind of insinuated that it is a um, a kind of heaven, yeah. an afterlife kind of place. Well, Frodo it, died at the end. Then I mean, I'm not well, sure. No, what no. Well, this is the thing. In the in obviously we're we're kind of on the third film now. So if we're going to be doing the that one later, maybe yeah, we'll, because go, it's related. I'm just curious. That's all. Not, maybe not go into it too in too much depth. <laughs> but um, but like in the in in the books, I believe um, Sam ends up going and lives with Frodo in the. Um, the Middle Island, whatever it's called, um, yeah. and um, and then they both come back to Middle Earth after a few years as well. So uh, it, it, it it's insinuated in the film that it is an afterlife, but apparently not. But... I like it. my uh, also right. So to cut you off then, mate. Or... Sorry, no, no, no. Yeah, you uh, you go. It's difficult on uh, uh, video call. Yeah. We, we, I think we're coping though. I think we're managing. Yeah, no. The last, uh, my last note is a. Uh, I hate this with all fantasy stuff. The name is- issues with the names. Same with Game of Thrones. The names are so similar at times. I've only got yeah. two examples, but like Saruman and Sauron are the two evil people. Yeah, it's Cut, 
yeah, call one of them Bob or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader and Darth Vader, isn't it, or something? <laughs> and like, later on, Aragorn falls in love with Eowyn and Arwen. It's like, call one of them. Pick one. Call one of them Sa- Sandra. Like. And, his, and his dad's Arafon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his dad's Arafon, he's, he's too... Um, potential love interests are Arwen and Eowyn. Just, <laughs> you just don't yeah, like Bobby May and Faramir. Yeah. That should make uh, it a bit different. I think, I think, I think, I'm guessing back in the day, you just had a, you just had a bit of difficulty coming up with different names. Yeah. Or yeah. they just be like son of, son of whatever, wouldn't they? <laughs> I'm thinking like Tolkien was like, right, I've got the bad guy called Sauron. What could I call the number two bad guy? Sour Man. <laughs> yeah, we've got Sour Ron and Sour Man. <laughs> but yeah, that was my last note. Uh, love it, love it. Great film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. I I absolutely love it. Um, I don't even think I'd need to give my rating because I think everyone knows already <laughs> what I'm going to give it. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll do ratings. We'll start with Jimbo because I'm not sure how Jimbo's going to go with this. So, yeah. What are you rating it? It depends what we're doing. Are we doing the uh, traditional scale or are we doing the, uh, the the mystical the mystical scale? Doing both, mate. Do both. I want to hear both your ratings? Uh, well, I think out, out of five, I think it, it knocks a ball right out of the park. Doesn't it? Fellowship of the Ring, especially the extended one. It's like pretty much nearly a solid five out of five, isn't it? Yeah. So you give it five out of five. Yeah, but I'm saying maybe I'm saying only just five out of five. So it's giving it a four point nine out of five. Four point nine five <laughs> out of five. Right. Just one last quote from it. Um, when when Frodo says, "Go back, Sam. Uh, I'm going to Mordor alone." And then when Sam's you know, splishing around in the in the river, and he's like, "Of course you are, and I'm coming with you." I like. I, yeah. I, that's nice. That's another one of those, another one of those emotional bits, like just. Gatsy kind of thing. I, I think, I think, like, not like, obviously, you mentioned the one in the Return of the King across the entire trilogy, but even especially in this film, they've they've got some like they've really managed to, um, like a lot of films don't manage to get it. So like they'll, they'll try and do this emotional scene, and like you just won't you won't feel anything. But they've hit they've hit on every 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 level. Every level, yeah. you know what I mean? Every single time, you're just like, oh, God, that's, that's, that's made me feel exactly what Peter Jackson wanted me to feel on that bit. <laughs> yeah. And it's right after that bit as well. You see, like, Legolas and Gimli, like, being dejected because they've failed. And then Aragorn's like, let's hunt some orc. And Gimli's like, yes! <laughs> and he's see, that's amazing as yeah. Even 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 that, like the the pure like primal scream, it gets you going. Like, oh, fucking yeah, yeah. I'm ready now. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I mean, like. The, the earnest emotions in this film is just amazing. Like, yeah, I mean, like I the camaraderie. Do you know what I mean? Like the camaraderie of all the characters yeah, is just like off the scale. Like, I think that's just a testament to the acting skills in this film. Though, like I said at the beginning, like, like the the that's absolute funny, yeah. talent that's in this film is just incredible. Um, like, I, like I could go through the entire list, and every single one of them are just amazing. Um, yeah. and it's 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 like, what's his name? Um. Um, Legolas, he, he it's his first ever film. This he came straight. Oh, out. Blue, yeah. he, he came straight out of acting school into this, and I think like, really, yeah, he he he, he, blew, he blew me away in his role. Pirates of the Caribbean around just after the first after 
fellowship or two years after was it so it was around the time of, of return yeah, of the king okay. or something or yeah right right but yeah um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's just a testament to the acting skills in this film. I think like they've 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 managed to hit. Um, I mean, um, wh- whilst I'm talking, I might as well just do my rating, might I? Um, oh, it's not on that note. Like, it's not so much like the acting skills for me. Like, it's Orlando Bloom, I don't think he's a good actor, but Peter Jackson was smart enough to know that he could deliver exactly what Legolas needed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, Legolas yeah. was like an innocent, like this perfect, like innocent, nice character. And he knew that Orlando Bloom could do that. Yeah. So it was just cast perfectly, like, yeah. Just, no, who was the casting director, do we know? No. Oh, oh it's not his partner, is it? Fran, Fran yeah, it's, it's his missus, isn't she? she, she yeah. I think she did a bit of the writing for it as well. I uh, believe so. So, so like, like, so it was, it was like a perfect duo that t- tackled this film. Um, yeah. like hit him as the director, her as the um, the writer slash um, 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 casting director. I think they probably both did like multiple juices, didn't they? Well, that's yeah. it. It's such a big film. Um, there was, I, 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 what, from what I know is um, like he was obviously the director of the film but from what I know is um, he also had like five or six sub directors underneath him because he couldn't yeah. possibly be there to direct them all kind of thing <laughs> but yeah but um, yeah um, as I was saying like like it's just incredible like the, the acting skills are amazing the music by Howard Shaw is amazing definitely like if I not, could listen to that soundtrack just if if not the best, one of the best soundtracks yeah. in movies. I'll agree, it's one of the best cinematic soundtracks going. Ex- exactly, yeah. I, it's just it can't like like it, there's a new Amazon series coming out and if they don't kind of keep the same kind of t- soundtrack, it'll bomb because it just won't feel the same, you know what I mean? It's happening then. Is, is Lord of the Rings series happening? Yeah, yeah, it is that. This is what I mean, though. Like this soundtrack, without that in this new series, it's not gonna do well. I don't think. No. But like the, the good thing as well, like I'm gonna get onto movie themes later and something I've watched and how like nowadays you just don't get movie themes anymore. Yeah. But like this film doesn't just have like a great soundtrack. It has like individual themes for like every section of the film. No, every you. film. One of my favorite like, themes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. One of my favourite themes in it, I don't know if it's called the ring theme or whether it's it's, it's like... Do you know that one? Yeah, that's the ring theme, yeah. The ring theme, that's, that is spooky. I wouldn't even have thought of that one, but that's class though, yeah. yeah. But like, there's that, there's the main one though. The Shire as well? Yeah, the Shire one, concerning yeah. Hobbits. There's uh, the Rohan one, you know, the violins. And so many like <laughs> if if someone if someone just played these songs, you like they've done such a good job with it. You could like you could like if someone just played these songs without video to accompany it, you'd you'd know exactly what part it was as well. Because yeah, it, yeah. it it yeah. go it goes so well with it. Like like with, with, with the concerning hobbits one, you just know it sounds like Hobbit, it's it just yeah. yeah, just perfectly uh suits the film. Like, I don't think of another film that Howard Shaw has done the soundtrack for. He did uh, Science of the Lambs, Science of the Lambs. I'm just having a quick mooch now. He did the Hobbit, he did, I think he did seven, and he did Dogma. 
Dogma's quite good. Really? He did The Fly in the 1986 one. Oh, right. He, it seems like he's worked with, uh, with Martin Scorsese quite a lot. And he's also strangely worked uh, with Viggo Mortensen in History of Violence as well. Uh, David Cronenberg, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Philadelphia as well. Dogma, you're right about that. Um, other ones, seven. sort of uh, Seven, The Fly, Gangs in New York, mm. um, Hugo, which is another Martin Scorsese one. Yeah, Marty again, yeah. The Aviator as well. Yeah, Marty, yeah. What Great composer. Yeah. Actually, he used to work with, oh, we've mentioned it, I'm with Seven. He used to work with David Fincher a lot, and I think they had yeah. a fallen out. And that's when David Fincher went to uh, Trent Reznor instead. Bit of a mistake, yeah. mistake if you ask me. So, just to kind of finish off my little rant there, uh, I'm going to give it a five out of five. That's, that's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm going to have to bring the truth here, guys. Two out of five. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's shockingly, it's a five out of five. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the thing is, if if we were talking about the two towers, I might have believed you, but <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm, no, not with this film. No. <laughs> well, that, that's a teaser for when we do the two towers next time. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to think that this was one of the. I wanted to get to the action and stuff, but I I didn't realize that this was the best in the series. And well, I think whilst whilst like you, before you asked uh, how we watched it first time. So when I was a kid, I was I like. I wasn't exposed to movies as much as like you were as kids, I'm assuming. But um, so, so like my only kind of exposure to movies was kind of being bought videos or VHSs by my by my, um, my parents. Um, the, the 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 first time I ever saw this film was I got given a VHS copy of the theatrical cut um, by my mum and. Um, and and I only had the first one. It, I, I might it might have literally just been after it released, so maybe the other ones hadn't been released at this point. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I'd only ever watched it on VHS, and I remember thinking, "Oh my god, that was amazing!" I need that can't be the end. But as a kid, I like I say, I weren't privy to like movies and movie news, so I didn't even know there was a sequel coming out. <laughs> um, yeah. All the ones came out at the time, and. Um, and uh, yeah, it just it blew me away. Um, and I wanted to see the old ones really badly. What a great trilogy! Yeah, it's funny. I had a similar experience with Star Wars, like cause I was like born in nineteen eighty, and I just my mum just taped Empire Strikes Back off TV for me when I was like three years old or something. <laughs> but actually, that's like taped off TV copy of Empire Strikes Back. That I just watched that's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the other two. <laughs> <laughs> the middle, just get the middle one. Yeah, so like my fourth or fifth birthday, my mum bought me like VHS copies of the whole trilogy. I was like, yes. <laughs> that's a good present, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, we're all, uh, all done with Fellowship, guys. Yeah. yeah. Right, guys, so that was uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. We'll just move on to Anything else we've watched in the last week or two, if you're okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll start off. I, uh, I've accidentally done like a Kevin Smith kind of rewatch. Mm. Have you guys watched any Kevin Smith stuff at all? Or? Do you know, Summer, I was very recently considering doing this myself. Like, 
a few years ago, I, I did a watch through of most of his films. I've not seen one or two of them, but I've, I've, I ended up watching most of his, um, um, kind of mall rats. Um, yeah. A few skew films. Yeah. Well, all, um, I've seen, so yeah. I've, I've well, it's dogma and stuff like that. Yeah. I watched uh, mall rats again, which mm. I watched it for the first time when I was like 17 just accidentally came came across it on TV kind of thing and watched it and absolutely, absolutely loved it. Thought it was the coolest film ever and thought that Brody Man was the coolest character ever kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, the other week, I was looking through me and uh, watched Blu-rays up here trying to pick what to watch and I just thought, oh, more rats, I'll just stick it on while I'm working from home kind of thing. Uh, put it on. I absolutely loved it. I was expecting like uh, to, to feel a bit like, oh, I'm 40 now. I'm not really into this kind of, you know, youth comedy anymore kind of yeah. thing. But... I, I absolutely uh, really enjoyed it. Just got a few notes. Like I uh, kind of mentioned initially, like it's like ahead of its time. Like it's all about comic books and stuff at the, at the comic shop at the mall. And just the fact that Stan Lee's in it as well. I was just going to say he made a cameo yeah. in it, didn't he? Yeah, isn't it? Like it gives like a, a motivational speech to Brody Man. And, it, uh, and yeah, it's just like Kevin Smith is weirdly ahead of his time in a way like John Carpenter is. He's kind of too ahead of his time in that nobody else likes what he likes at that point. But do it 10 years later and everyone will be all, all over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, no, like, Marlott's flopped big time when it came out and stuff. No one liked it. But, uh, yeah, like, even the intros to the film, the opening credits are, like, comic book panels and stuff. So he's got a bit of a... Is that the definition of a cult following then, isn't it, really? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, but I just really enjoyed it. Like, uh, just got a few notes uh, mentioned earlier. Like, when I first watched it, I was 17. And back then, uh, Jason Lee, who plays Brody Man, was like the coolest character I'd ever seen, kind of thing. I thought it was amazing. But I've got to admit, watching it now, he does seem like quite obnoxious, but I feel like he's meant to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know if that's more to do with me being old or whether, like, he's <laughs> not aged that well. But I still found his character, like, really funny and stuff. Yeah. Just one of the, one of the things that I didn't think I'd find funny was uh, like Jane Silent Bob, like Jason Mewes. I still find absolutely hilarious. Like everything he does in the film, he's just amazing. Like uh, I thought it was thought it was fantastic. But like even like the fact it's set in a mall, I've just realised recently. I watched a rewatched Shopping Mall recently. Have you heard of that at all? Yeah. A horror film set in a shopping mall called Shopping Mall. I love that <laughs> as well. Yeah, and I think like. I think any film set in a mall, I just love. Especially for like, from the 80s or 90s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just put a film in a shopping mall and it's amazing. But yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, and it started off a whole like rewatch of Kevin, Kevin Smith stuff for me. So, you know what? I'm going to give it 4.5 out of 5. Oh, nice. Uh, it, it's probably nostalgia based, but really enjoyed it. Thought it was great. Mm-hmm. So, was so is your next film going to be another Kevin Smith film or? It is, yeah. I've got another Kevin Smith one, yeah. Go so, on, because you've just reminded me of one I, I want to talk about. So you go with yours, and then I'll... Uh... Oh, no, you, you, you jump in first, mate, if you want. I need a bit of a break before you... <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> Basically, you just remember, reminded me that, um, obviously, last year, um, they, they released, um, was it Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, is it? Is it Reboot? Reboot, Reboot. sorry. Sorry, the first yeah. one was Strike Back, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 obviously like that came out like 
November last year or something, and I, I decided just to kind of buy it, buy it on um, Google Play just to give it a watch. And I don't know, it's fun, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just another one of those. Obviously, like you can see that they're both aged, and um, and it's it's purely a um, fan service film, and that's it. It's purely a fan service film, but it's I don't know, it's fun. I, I, I don't know. Well, you know what? Go on. That's the only Christmas uh, film I've not seen. Was it so far? Oh, uh. yeah. I've got it on my uh, cinema paradiso rental list, you know, like love film kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm waiting for them to send it out to me, but I've still not seen it yet. So I'd, I'd recommend watching it. Blu-rays sent out to you, John. Sorry. Oh, sorry, mate. You're still getting Blu-rays and stuff sent out to you physically. It's a thing called cinema paradiso, and it's like a love film kind of thing where you pay ten pound a month. And they just send Blu-rays out to you, like, week after week. How strange. So do you have to like send a rental them back? Thing. No, you have to yeah, yeah, you've got to send them back, sorry, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> what, you've physically got to get a stamp and put it on the... No, no, they give you the envelope to put it in. Pop right, it in the envelope, yeah. whack it in the letterbox. Okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah. uh, what an antiquity, a very archaic way of doing it. I know it, it, it just seems yeah. like um, antique, that kind of. Yeah. Can you guess why I signed back up to it? I used it years ago called Love Film, but I signed back up to it in January. Can you guess why? Hmm. No. <laughs> it's no. because, because uh, 4K discs are £25 each. Oh. And so I rent purely just any 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 new 4K Blu-rays, just get it from them instead of buying it. I mean that's fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that the quality is higher than streaming a film from like Netflix or from Amazon or whatever? Yeah, it's definitely definitely higher. 4K is the Blu-ray the best you can get. Because sometimes I've been watching BBC iPlayer a documentary, and even though it's got good enough internet, you know, reception or whatever or signal, it still kind of looks even though it's HD or 4K, whatever, it still looks a little bit sort of pixelated, I think, because it's yeah. speed or whatever. I don't think internet is totally up to speed yet with 4K. Yeah. You know, in terms of providing 4K speeds and what have you. Mm. 4K Blu-ray is definitely the best way to go at the moment. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's some good John John knowledge. Well, yeah, I've got Jay and Silent Bob reboot on my list, so I'm just waiting for him to uh, send yeah, it out to me. I, I, I enjoyed it, because obviously, like, I, I'd seen, obviously, um, Clerks 1 and 2, I'd seen Mall Rats, I'd seen um, um, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Yeah, Dogma. Um, I'd seen Dogma. Um, this, uh, I've, I've never seen the uh, Chasing Amy, though. That's, that's on my list. Ah, right. Well, I, I have actually watched that this week, but I'm going to leave that on next week to talk about. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so that that's 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 what one on my list. So if you're gonna talk about it next time, I'll watch it before then. Then give it a um, watch before then. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, this new one, Jane Silent Bob um, reboot. Like I say, it's completely a fan service. It's got everyone in it you expect to be in it. All all the faces that you're expecting. Um, it's it's even got even more people than you expect. To be honest, there's so many mm. people in there from like many different kind of films and stuff and series that you just, mm. I don't know, like pretty much anyone can watch this film and be like, oh my God, this is amazing, purely because of the kind of people that are in it. But I don't know. Is I, um, it, I, I, is it watched them in chronological order, would you say, the films? I mean, yeah, because this one follows on, like a, a storyline within the film follows on from the first one. So 
Right, okay. So watch them in the order they came out in then, would you say, then, instead of... I mean, I guess the rest of them, like Clerks and stuff, doesn't really kind of... You don't really need to, apart from the fact that you can see them aging throughout them. Um, yeah, yeah, But this one and James Silent Bob Strike Back, definitely watch in order then to... Okay. Right. That is just on, on the final point on that, like, that is one thing I like about uh, James Silent Bob. They pass through all of those few askew films. They're almost like R2-D2 and C-3PO or something. They're all yeah. just in the background, like, watching stuff going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're never the main plot, about apart, from, yeah. apart from James Silent Bob Strike Back, but, yeah, it just feels like a weird, like, double act that just passes through all these films kind of thing. The only one I've really seen was the, uh, more, is it More Rats? More mm. Rats. Have you watched that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. I've seen it a couple of years ago and I enjoyed it. And I think Jane Silent Bob were in that one, weren't they? As sort of a, not a cameo or just a small part. Yeah, they were doing it quite a bit in that one. They help him, they help uh, Brody Man try to end the uh, TV show at the end. But I think you'd love that, Jimbo. More Rats. Give that another watch. I think you'd right, love but I think what yeah. I might do is just watch them all in the order they came out in. They start with, uh, is it Clerks, the first one? What's Clerks, Clerks one, yeah. Yeah, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Clerks 2. Oh, God, I always forget about Clerks 2. And <laughs> how, how, many, how many of the Kevin Smith films are in this sort of like universe? They're all Kevin Smith films. Uh, all of them, all of them, <laughs> every one of yeah. his films is in the universe. I'm asking, I'm asking for a number, like how many are there? I don't know. I mean, it's ten. weird, like. I mean, I guess. It's I, stuff like. I think you can kind of con, um, consider each of ones in the same universe, like. Um, that's what I mean, like, it's kind of like technically not the same universe, but you could say they are, like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I, I think he probably considers them as such. So, like, the other ones with his daughter, that one that he did, like, last year or two years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, Yoga Hoses. Yo, yeah, that one. That's probably considered part of it, but it, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Tusk. Yeah, you don't need to watch them. So, like, you're just talking Clerks, Clerks 2, Morat, Dogma, Chasing Amy, and the two um, Jane Silent Terex Faxes. Yeah. Seven, seven movies. And Tusk, was that one where they had the weird prosthetics on the guy to make him look like a walrus or something? Yeah. That was Tusk, <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Basically, any film with James Silent Bob in, I think it's part of the same universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose it's similar to like uh, Quentin Tarantino, though, isn't it? Like the way I think most of his films could be considered in the same universe, even if they're not, sort of thing. There are a lot no, more. It definitely is like that. I was yeah. going to say they're a lot more subtle, though, aren't they? Because they've got kind of like just the cigarettes, and they've got like the, the brothers. Apple brand. Yeah, the Apple brand cigarettes, and then they've got the brothers from um, like um, um, the Vega brothers. Yeah, the ones yeah. from Reservoir Dogs and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that maybe they're not strictly in the same universe, but they kind of are in, a, in their own way. It's, it's very subtle in the uh, Tarantino films, I think. Yeah. It's an interesting comparison, though, because, like, Reservoir Dogs was, like, 91 or whatever it was. And Clerks was 94, I think. But I remember at the time when Clerks came out, it was being advertised like it was Reservoir Dogs. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's like an indie film, like Reservoir Dogs. You know what I mean? Like they were using the same marketing department, marketing yeah. stuff for it. Like, yeah. and they are, they are kind of similar. Nowhere near as good as Cutie, but no, you know, no. similar, similar kind of idea. Like the only really uh, films I can think of that I've watched recently, going back into this vein, though, was um, um, Harold and Kumar. 
the first and second ones. Uh, how long can I get the munchies? Or in America, it's called Go to White Castle. <laughs> And Harold yeah. Morris and Guantanamo Bay. I, I, I'm I'm a fan of them films. <laughs> I feel like the stoner, you know, genre is like you know lacking a little bit. You have got Pineapple Express and stuff like that. And I suppose Kevin Smith films are in, in a way similar to that, aren't they? I, the, yeah, that, I, I, I think I think you can probably put pretty much all of Kevin Smith's films in the genre of stoner films. To be honest with you, stoner sort of. Yeah. So Jane, yeah. Jane, are, they, are they stoners? Are they massive blazers, mate? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. J- James, you'd love it. In in James Silent Bob Strike Back, they have a lightsaber duel with Mark Hamill. But instead of, instead of a lightsaber, it's a bong saber. <laughs> 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 he, he takes a hit off it while he's having a fight with him. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of film. This. You'd love it. <laughs> Does Mark Hamill still look kind of Luke Skywalker-ish as well? No, he's playing a bad guy called the Cop Knocker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Honestly, I think you'd really like these films. Yeah. Honestly, they are great. I'd recommend them to you, James. Right, well, I need to watch them. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry, mate, were you on about a film then? Or... Oh, Holden Kumar. Yeah, no, I was just saying how much how, how much I remembered, you know, watching them. I mean, even um, some of the actors in it. I mean, you've got Neil Patrick Harris. See, I was gonna I was gonna mention this. Like he he's he's made a appearance in all three of the films, doesn't he? Yeah. And um, I think I yeah. think I think it's the second one. I think it's the second one where it might even be the third one. I'm not sure. But, but basically, like they go into like a little because um, he's playing himself in his film. He's playing yeah. Neil Patrick Harris, and um, in the in one in one oh, of straight the, version. Well, well, in one of the sequels, they kind of go into a um, into a um, dressing room, and he's pretending to be gay because in his what he's saying is he's saying no, no, I'm not actually gay. I'm just pretending to be because because that's how you get the chicks. <laughs> 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 oh, I fucking love that. Like that. And like one thing as well, Ryan, like... Ryan Reynolds as well. In um, I think it's the first one where, oh. where they're in the hospital theater. John doesn't like him. You don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. I'll be honest with you. I forgot he was in it. Yeah. No, that's what I, I did it as well. But it was it was interesting. Why don't you like Ryan Reynolds? Just not a fan of humour. You know the kind of. Yeah. Over the top. Snarky one liners and stuff like. Yeah. A bit of a cat. He's a bit of a cat like character, isn't he? Have you watched uh, Fast and Furious? What was the last one called? Tango and Cash or something? Nine. Oh, I've never seen The one with The Rock in it. Oh, oh um, Fast The spin off one. Um, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, that's it. He was How in that. And like. If you want to know why I don't like him, just watch that film because, like, it's like he doesn't belong in the film. It's just the weirdest thing when he turns up. Is it surely though? Sorry, mate. It's not his fault though, is it? I think it is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like something that um, someone from work once said was that um, he thinks he's hilarious. Um, I don't know why I just said shh at the end of that. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Um, some from work once said that the, he, he actually thinks he's like really funny and it kind of comes across in the film. And I get what he's saying. I personally, I like Ryan Reynolds. I think I, 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 
I, I'm I'm quite a fan of his works, but I get what he's saying that like when he's in a film, it's almost as if he's trying to be hilarious and he thinks he's hilarious, and it yeah. does come across in the films. But he's not an actor, is he? Yeah. Uh, sorry, he's more of an actor and he's not really a comedian, is he? Yeah. Like for me, it's Noah Jason Muse. He's hilarious. <laughs> who's who's Jason Muse? Uh, Jane Silent Bob. Jay from Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> and I don't think he thinks he's funny, but he is. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> not not oh, really sorry, just... film, though, um, really, but so can I just cut into the Holy Kumar yeah, thing? Go on. One thing, one guy I do like is the uh, John Cho. Yeah, yeah, I genuinely think he's a class actor. Like he's been in a uh, like Star Trek and stuff. He has, yeah. What was, this film, what was that film set inside somebody's laptop? Oh, Searching. Yeah, I've never seen I, it. I, 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 I like the idea, but I don't know. I like I like a, a film to be cinematic sometimes, and I don't think it's going to be, is it? I know, but it looks terrible. But he's good at it, though. I think John yeah, Cho. John Cho's a good actor, to be fair. And he was in American Pie when I first saw him. I thought it was, it was funny. Yeah, as well, too fair. Like. He was dead funny in American Pie. Yeah. In yeah. Which American Pie was he in? All of them. <laughs> I think John it was all of them. I'm sure yeah. that John Cho he provides the uh, pale ale for uh, Sniffle mm. in the first one. He I remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In, I'm, pretty in, sure, I'm pretty confident he's in all of them, even though it's only like a little kind of cameo oh, yeah a little background part. cameo like he's he's, he's, he's definitely the first two yeah I think he's in the third one as well to be honest but I've never seen part three no the first two you need they're, they're watchable aren't they but but yeah um, I, 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 lo- I love him I'm, to be fair um, Harold wait no Kuma no. <laughs> he's Harold <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, to, to be honest with you I think they're both good in that film but um I don't know. It's, it's just like a fun little thing, and even though like there's, there's like in the first one, there's a there's a scene in the prison which I don't know if it did get away with it now. Even though it was, it it it, it was almost just highlighting racism rather than being racist. But it's kind of in the in the prison where um, the black guy is saying like, um, like I'm a black guy. I've not done anything. It's just that's why I'm here, though. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, you know? yeah, in Harold and Kumar, um, um, White Castle one. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah and, and, like, and like the the police just kind of like he's holding a book in his hand and they're just like, oh my god, he got a book beating him, and they just start beating him. Um, like, wow. I, don't, I don't know in this day and age, especially right now, during how what's going on. How apt is that, though? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if and that... It, they, knew, they knew what was going on before the rest well, of the world did. I mean, everyone knew what was going on back then as well, but... But I don't know if that kind of thing would have been allowed nowadays, because, like... Um, as, well, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad, because they did well, give shown something there, haven't they? No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Political. They are quite a political uh, films, even though they're just... Idiot, you know, drunk. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there is a lot more to these films than you think. It's not just a stoner film. There's a lot more going on in them as well. Like they, they, yeah, they, do, they do have certain messages in there that which like ring true to this day. To be honest with you, definitely. Yeah, great. I'm glad. I'm glad I watched them. Right, guys. I've just got one more film. Uh, I mentioned earlier that doing a bit of a Kevin Smith rewatch review. And 
again, purely accidental this. I literally just looked at my Blu-ray collection up here that stuff to watch. And uh, I picked out Cop Out from 2010. Have you guys watched this at all? Or There's a Kevin Smith film. Yeah, Cop Out with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. So this it, we were talking before about films in this kind of universe. Would this be considered in the same universe or...? Not really. I mean, you could do. You could consider it in it. But so it's, so it's not got Jane Silent Bob in it? No. The only connection is Jason Lee's in it, but he's not played any character from the other films. Ah, right, okay. But he went through a phase of, like, trying to get away from the Jane Silent Bob universe. You know what I mean? He did Jersey Girl. He did uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh, he, he made that? I didn't realise he made that. <laughs> yeah, it's Kevin Smith, yeah. I, I thought really that... Like, I, I really like that film, yeah. Yeah, he did Cop Out, he did Red State, which is basically a horror film, and he did all these films that like had nothing to do with the other films, and they all bombed, and everyone hated them. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I bought Cop Out literally in 2011 on Blu-ray. Never watched it. I thought it's nearly 10 years. I might as well, uh, might as well stick it in, give it a watch. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I popped it in. And like again, like I mentioned, everyone hated this when it came out. Literally, like you know, one star reviews across the board, absolute garbage. And uh, you know what? I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, you can tell it's a Kevin Smith film. It's got all the pieces in place to be an okay film. When you watch it, it I didn't think it looked terrible. It's one of his better looking films, if anything. Everything seemed in place, but the, the big issue with it was it wasn't funny. It's like a cop comedy. And it's just, yeah. There's nothing funny about it. Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan are the two main leads, and uh, Bruce Willis has to pay for his daughter's wedding. So he plans to sell a very rare baseball card that he has, but that gets stolen from him. So it's the whole film's him trying to get the card back. And if it was funny, it'd be good, but it's, it's not funny, that's the problem. Oh, <laughs> when did it come like out, John? I think it was 2010 it came out, and I think I bought it in 2011. Yeah. Uh, but I just feel like maybe if if he'd been working with more of his old cast from the other films, it would have been funny. Yeah. But like when you think of Bruce Willis, comedy is not the first thing you think of, is it? You know. What I mean? no, no. <laughs> What's that one where he's a, where he's a gangster and he lives next door to Chandler from Friends? Oh, the whole nine yards. I, I quite like that. I've got. Oh. To, I kind of like that, but yeah. I like it because of Chandler. I think. Yeah, <laughs> not so much Bruce Willis. <laughs> A, ga- a gangster move next door to uh, Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. No, pretty... Ma- Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry, yeah. See, yeah. I was going yeah. to say, yeah. you're talking about it as if this is a Friends spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the thing with this film, like, uh, Bruce Willis's partner is Tracy Morgan. Have you guys heard of him before? Yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. Oh, have you? I've never heard of him. And it's like a, a Saturday Night Live kind of comedian. But I feel like after watching this, I didn't think he was that funny, but all of his shtick, Kevin Hart has stolen his career. Yeah, like, yeah, this is a big thing, though, that he actually has basically just done Tracy Morgan. Was it really? Morgan. Is, this a, is this a thing, like, yeah? It actually is a thing that he's basically just done Tracy Morgan's, but he's just done it better. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that. Like, literally, I was watching it thinking, like, this is like Kevin Hart, but not funny. <laughs> 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 Not not like his band or anything. It just doesn't work as well as I'm not even a big Kevin Hart fan, but I just feel like Kevin Hart has just stolen his whole his whole shtick kind of thing. No, I do I do like Kevin Hart. I mean he's he's he seems like a nice guy and he's funny. 
Um, you know, like the whole kind of like the small kind of harmless guy who shouts yeah. a lot and stuff like. Yeah, yeah. And he works with the rock quite a lot, like the opposite sort of thing, like a giant. Yeah, episode. yeah. And I just feel like you could have put Kevin Hart in this film and like it wouldn't have changed that much because they had the same kind of repertoire and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah uh, it it could have been, I really feel like it could have been good. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. The big issue is the jokes just don't land because you've got Bruce Willis telling the jokes. <laughs> like I know he did like, he did Moonlighting when he was younger, a TV show that was a comedy, but it's, it's not a comedian, you know what I mean? So yeah. one of the things that I will mention we mentioned earlier about movie themes and how they don't happen anymore. Uh, Kevin Smith got Harold Faltermeyer to do the theme for this film. And that's the guy who did like uh, the Axel F theme from Beverly Hills Cop. You know, the famous like... You know, the crazy frog. Crazy frog theme. Yeah. He did that and stuff. And the theme he does for this film is class, I think. It feels like Beverly Hills Cop or something. Like a whole, like an, an old eighties uh, cop film or something like that. But uh, yeah, great theme. Looks okay. Good cast and stuff. Just not funny. No. Uh, nowhere near as bad though as people meant out to be. I'll give it two out of five. That's still a pretty terrible rating. <laughs> it, it, it is, but it's not as bad as it could be. I mean, I mean, compared to your what four point five of um, was Mall it Mall Rats. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think. That's terrible. <laughs> no, it is. I don't recommend watching it, but the theme's good, though. Good okay. theme. <laughs> so so, so let, let's, let's take the theme out of the equation. What are we giving it without the theme? I don't want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so without the theme, this film is zero out of five. <laughs> Can we do minuses? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll skip over that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, two out of five. So, uh, right, guys, you got anything else? No, that's that's me done. That Um, I mean, TV programs and stuff. But there was a film I watched, which I I don't even really want to mention it. But you said before that you wanted to before watching it anyway. So um, I might as well well mention it. eh? It's the fucking shittest film I've ever watched ever. It's called He's Just Cop Not Out. He's Just Not That Into You. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. It's what? Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's in it. Yeah. Adam Sandler. No, he's not. He's not in it. No. Kevin James. Adam Ch- Adam Chandler. <laughs> um, no. So right, let me have a look. I'll get you the the, the, the list up. Oh, Gerard Butler. No. Oh. He's just not that into you. Honestly, it's probably the worst film. I put it on purely because I was like, I want something just really quick and easy to put on. And I don't want to pay attention to it whilst I'm watching it. Um, but it was it was one of those films that it was that bad that I was watching it more. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's got... Um, let me have a look. So it's got... Um, Jennifer Anstern, um, Jennifer Goodwin, um, Jennifer Connolly. Uh, like her. Uh, yeah, Labyrinth Girl. Yeah. Um, and and there's, there's some male actors in there, but for some reason... Oh, here we go. Kevin Connolly. Um, oh, oh Brad, Bradley Cooper. It was during Bradley Cooper's kind of um, 
um, rom com rom com um, phase. Before he was famous, um, Justin Long, Ben Affleck. Whilst we're talk- while we're on the um, Kevin Smith um, uh, thing, so it's it's got it's got like a cast in it that which you would actually recognise, um, but it's so bad. It's just a bad film. Um, I, I can't even say anything about it. I'm going to rate it um, one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> It's li- <laughs> literally the entire film. It's just, it's just uh, a group of women that realise that um, um, that there's a kind of way that you realise that men are into you. So like they're, they're kind of outdated, and then then when you realise that a man's not texting them back, that he's not into them, and it it, it it's it's a weird. I want to I want to say it's almost like a role reversal because because like. The, the women aren't getting texted back and stuff. Um, and and then, then they're like, oh, right, so the guy's just out playing and, um, and he's not into us and stuff like that. I don't know. It sounds awful, I'm not going to lie. It was a terrible film. I would not recommend it to <coughs> anyone. The only reason I watched it is because it was on Netflix and I wanted something to not watch whilst just sitting around lounging about and I ended up watching it more than not, so... Let's never watch that film then, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, that's my yeah, recommendation. That's my recommendation. Never watch that film. One out of five. <laughs> I might even give it less. Okay, guys, that's everything for episode 12. We'll be back in uh, either two or three weeks with The Two Towers. You all okay with that? Absolutely. Happy. Great stuff. Cheers, guys. We'll be out of lockdown by then as well. So, <laughs> I'm sure you think so, John. <laughs> but we'll see. Pillaged yeah, yeah. by the old corona by that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very Cheers. much for listening. Bye. 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 I hope you enjoyed the show. You can email with any feedback or complaints at don't spoil the ending at gmail.com or you can tweet us at DSTE podcast. Thanks for watching.